Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to this week's Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable. On this week's podcast, I chat to the team at Perthshire RFC up in Scotland. Looking back on the past 12 months, the return to rugby situation up in Scotland and the club's bright future. But before we get to my chat with Perthshire RFC, the return to rugby is in full swing and our friends at Rugby Store have everything you need to kick yourself out with new boots, stash and replica wear you need. And for listening to the show, we can help you save 10% off anything on their website when you visit rugbystore.co.uk and use our promo code FYBPOD at the checkout. Visit rugbystore.co.uk and remember that promo code FYBPOD at the checkout. And we thank them for supporting our show. Now, let's get to my conversation with Perthshire RFC. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the Philly Brutes Rugby Roundtable and this week I have the absolute pleasure to talk to the team at Perthshire Rugby Club up in Scotland. How are we everybody? Good, thank yeah. you. Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, thanks for uh, giving up some time tonight to come and chat on the show. It sounds like someone is making dinner behind someone. Yeah, my missus has just walked in. Throwing plates, it's like yeah, a, uh, a Greek restaurant. Don't worry. She's just crouched down, there's no crawling past. <laughs> <laughs> um, Suzanne, do you want to introduce yourself? Let's give us a bit of background into you and, and your relationship with the club. So, yeah, I am Suzanne. I currently play loose head prop for the women's squad. Um, I was your standard. Um, rugby mum at the side of the pitch at the weekends screaming like a banshee um from well when my son was s1 right through to the senior squad and as part of um some of the scene like the tartan touch sessions that we have over the summer um the last one in 2019 i kind of inquired as oh i'm quite interested in doing a little bit more you know what about the women's section and start you know just fitness just fitness that's all i wanted and uh, then they brought out tackle bags and there was no looking back um, so I've kind of I've probably been with the part of the club for about probably 10, 12 years now. Um, and yeah, I've kind of started making a little bit more noise now. And I think Sam and Matt will agree to that. <laughs> but it's good noise. Absolutely, yeah. It's good noise. <laughs> I was going to say white noise, but it's, it's the same. Oh, <laughs> harsh. <laughs> well, uh, thanks thanks for joining us. Matt, give us a bit of background on yourself. Yeah, um, so I started playing for Perthshire, I think I was maybe about 15 at the time. Um, so I'm 28 now, so it's been a while. I've had a couple of years out here and there just through different jobs and such. Um, the other month I was made captain of our first 15 team. So Congratulations. To, thank you. I'm yet to do anything as captain. Um Thankfully, it's for this season and next season. So if this doesn't go ahead, then at least I'll get to do something. Um, so, yeah, just been playing rugby. And that's about it, really. 
Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, and finally, Sam, uh, welcome to the show. Introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Sam Mountain. I'm the director of rugby at Persia. Um, I've only been here eight to nine months, so I'm still learning about the club uh, hugely. Um, prior to that, I was coaching in uh, Scotland and New Zealand and Australia, so I've just kind of come back from travels and ended up, you know, uh, here at Persia. In the middle of a lockdown, so you haven't... How, how was becoming a, a director of rugby in the middle of a global pandemic been? Um, challenging, but at the same time, it gives you time to see other things that you probably wouldn't see if you were stuck into the day-to-day -day side of things. So, give me time to see people more on the grass. I think so. It's been quite a yeah, it's been tough, but it's been quite a good exercise to get around as many people as as I can and just you know speak to people more than anything. So it's been it's obviously socially distanced, but it's uh, obviously. It's been, yeah, it's been uh, it's been really good. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, thanks for for giving up your time today, uh, everybody. It's um, it's great to have you on. So, Matt, do you want to just give us a little bit of background on the club? Um, yeah, a little bit of the club's sort of background, the history. Yeah. So we were formed in 1868. Uh, we celebrated our 150th anniversary back. Uh, where was it? It was like. January 2019, it had been 150 years since we'd played our first game. Um, and then we played like a like a tribute anniversary game as well, um, getting like past and present players of pressure along for that. So that was really good. Um, we're quite a community club. Like we do our beer festival every year apart from during lockdown. So that's been a bit, uh, a bit disappointing. It's usually a massive fundraiser we do. But as soon as we're allowed to, we'll get that back back going. So hopefully next year. Um, yeah, we're like I said, we're a community club, so we've got loads of schools in the area and stuff as well. So Sam's job is basically getting all the kids from there to come down and get involved in rugby. And how have you found that, Sam? Uh, well, we've not been in at all um, at the moment. Uh, I think we've had a, a stint in between October and December. So it's been, again, it's been a, a time to kind of maybe change the model and how you go to school rugby with that um, when we go when we are allowed back in. So that's quite an exciting prospect we've got lined up with Aidan, who's the community coach. Um, so it's uh, that's quite maybe really good when we can get back into schools. Uh, and Matt, how, how many teams do, do you run? Sorry? How many teams do you normally run? How many teams do we run? Like, how many teams yeah. are there at the club? Well, how, how many do you have a first 15, a second 15? Yeah, yeah. So we've got like a first 15, we've got a second 15, and then all the age groups, like the Colts, under 18s, and the women's teams, and everything as well. We've just recently okay. started up a, uh, what was it? Was it P5 to P7 girls team? Yeah. So they had their first meet on Sunday there. So, yeah, we're really trying to develop more women in rugby and the, uh, just try and get them involved as much as possible. Fantastic. Yeah, it's exactly what it needs. So, Suzanne, tell us about the year sort of before, well, 2019, I guess. What was 2019 it, going into 2020 like? It was, do you know what? It was a really exciting year. I mean, we, as, as, as Matt just said there, you know, we've got a really steady girls section at the club. Um, you know, and we've just introduced that that P5 and P7 section. Um, and then also in 2019, our women's section literally came bursting out of hibernation um, in that season. Um, you know, we now have a great pathway now for our girls running right through the age grades. Um, 
the the women's section we would we would train like three nights a week once on the pitch and then two nights in strength and conditioning and we always generally saw really good numbers um and we always had an absolute blast always had such fun um during the season um both the women's and the girls sections took part in their respective like development series for the region um that year and after the first couple of women's development meets um it was quickly agreed to combine our women's squad with another local club and create a midlands development team um it was an abs- it was a crazy turn of events it really was and it was really really exciting for us considering we had only really started up as i said earlier on kind of after uh, it was probably around about June, july august time in 2019 um so we as we joined with that other team and we did that to ensure that we had sufficient numbers um to go forward and take part in the SRU national bowl um for that season um so yeah it was just it was mind blowing how quickly we went through considering we had we had a number of players who were coming back to rugby who played for Perthshire you know back in their younger days and they were coming back we also had a lot of new members join me being one of them um and I also persuaded a couple of other people like yeah come along it's great fun um so yeah it was it was brilliant um so yeah, we, we had some serious momentum pre-COVID um, and, and being part of that squad, that combined squad, it just made us even more determined to um, build and compete solely as a Perthshire team um, and making sure that that pathway for our girls and the future of women's rugby at the club continues to grow and develop. So it all kind of sounds a little bit serious, but for us, our key driver as you know, as a squad and and a club is just to have fun and enjoy ourselves. And we do that. We absolutely do that. We have an absolute scream. I think Sam sometimes wonders when he comes down on a Saturday, he was like, what on earth has he got himself involved with? But, you know, we just give him abuse and it's fine. I mean, right now, it's absolutely not a problem at all. I'm used to it. Sounds, sounds good. And Matt, on the... On the men's side, how, how was sort of 2019 for you? Well, we had we had quite a tough season. Um, didn't get off to the, the greatest of starts and we managed to get a few wins in at the end. Um, we were kind of fighting relegation the last few seasons and a couple of times the only reason we got away with it was other teams folding or a reshuffle and things like that. Um, so we've been doing heaps and heaps of work throughout lockdown we've all been put into oh my earphones falling out we've all been put into like fitness teams and everything and uh doing daily challenges doing weekly challenges we've had our strength and conditioning coach doing two sessions a week uh, over webcam um and they've all been recorded so if you can't log on at the time you can just do them whenever you want now that we're back to training we're doing like rugby work on the tuesdays a lot of fitness stuff on the fridays and just trying to get ready so when we do start to play again we've got more of a fighting chance and hopefully won't be in a relegation battle well yeah hopefully not hopefully not um Perthshire is the first scottish club that we've uh um 
focus on over in these sort of series of episodes. So, Sam, do you want to just give us a bit of a rundown of what the situation is in Scotland at the moment? We know what it is in England, and Wales announced their their roadmap last week as well. Uh, what what is the situation up in Scotland? Yeah, so it, it varies for the age groups. So I think from one-year-olds to 11-year-olds, you can have groups of 30 and you can play touch, but it's strictly non-contact. And then from 12-year-olds to seniors, um, there is a limit of 15 per bubble or per group you can have in any, in any one session. And that session has to be socially distanced as well. So the coaches have been given quite a big task. And although I think now up to 17, you can do touch rugby. So also our senior coaches have got a real task on their hand with to try and keep varied social distance sessions um, with no touch um, throughout this kind of period. And they've definitely been challenged, but they've all done really, really well to kind of keep people coming back. I think a, a good barometer of... Um, <laughs> a good barometer of that is people coming back and the kind of frequent of numbers and the kind of consistency within the numbers that have been really well. I think May time that gets looked at for seniors, it looks like touch rugby and then some contact for the juniors, but nothing's been released yet with regards to games. Um, they've given us an estimate, they put out a questionnaire of where we would like to play and what have you. So that's still very much in the air. Um, and once we get those kind of dates, we can work back pre-season and what we can do in the summer wise if we have an off season and we have some light you know kind of engagement activities that we'll try and do well hopefully hopefully it's not uh not before long but uh sam we'll, i'll come back to you um we've spoken about the year before lockdown and, and as a new director of rugby how have you been able to engage your new team i guess and over the last sort of eight or nine months um do you feel that without necessarily a... meeting them well, yeah, this is it. Like, so through through lockdown, we've just recently had, you say lockdown three, but it's only our second lockdown, I think. Um, so through the second lockdown here in Scotland, we had webinar Wednesdays, which we put on for our kind of youth coaches. So we had people from Scottish rugby and people out with Scottish rugby, with contacts I've got that just delivered webinars on a, on a variety of different things. Um, Clarkie, our senior head coach, put on rugby school, which was every Thursday, I think, Beeps. Yeah. And yeah. Clarkie yeah. analysed stuff. He again, he got people in. He engaged the kind of the senior members of the group by, you know, putting them in breakout rooms, getting them to discuss rugby and look at it from a different lens almost, rather than it kind of, you know, I think there was a lot of learnings within that. And then we also had on a Tuesday, I think uh, Beebs spoke about uh, Valerio, the strength and conditioning coach. He put on a club-wide strength and conditioning session so families could join in and have a bit of you know, exercise through the week. So it was, I think it worked really well, the re-engagement side of things across the club. I think it was fantastic. Um, everyone worked really hard just to try and touch base with one another. I think the, the youth section and the senior section have done really well with that. They just kept in touch via social media or, like say, through fitness challenges. So I think we've come out the other end, not better, but in a decent place for what's for what's going on. And Suzanne, how was it for, for the women's team, keeping everybody sort of upbeat and, and engaged? Well, I think probably like most of the teams, you know, we've got our own WhatsApp group that, you know, it's like any time that, you know, we're always reaching out to each other, any time we need a whinge or just, you know, 
always just reaching out and going everybody okay that type of thing but I mean we were also taking part in you know the the strength and conditioning with Valerio um we always enjoyed that um the the rugby school um again part and parcel of that is that there's a lot of us that are, that are new to to actually being on the pitch and playing so as much as we kind of have an idea what the rules are um it was much easier to to kind of go all oh, right okay that now all makes sense I get it you know so it was really good to have that opportunity to 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 go into the breakout rooms not just with your own peers but also with the other senior sections and and the, you know some of the junior members as well and just being able to understand it from each side so it was really really good and you know it's, it's now we're now we're, we're coming out of lockdown too and we've got a little bit on pitch stuff um as much as it's socially distanced actually being able to to hold on to a ball and and throw it about a bit it's it's great so um we were we were constantly champing at the bit going it's like can we go yet can we can, can we can we go down the inch yet can we go down the inch yet please can we go down the inch we really want to go down the inch so it was just yeah it's it's been it has been a challenge particularly the second lockdown has definitely been harder than the first and i think the fact that it was over the winter is is was definitely part and parcel of that it's like last summer when you know well last this time last year when we were in lockdown we had beautiful weather it was 23 degrees we were out do, you know in our in our gardens doing the strength and conditioning and it was fantastic but this time round trying to do it in your lounge or your dining room and yeah when you when there's me and my sonny's six foot stupid and you know it's just it, it there's just not enough room and definitely the the dark the dark nights as well just haven't been great so but we've got there and we were delighted to, I think it must be about I think this I think this coming weekend will be our fourth week back yeah I'm not counting honestly <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the first week back was was amazing it was really really good I bet how was the first week back then Matt oh it was brilliant um <laughs> <laughs> just getting getting back down and seeing all the lads again and like suzanne said actually getting a hold of rugby ball and throw it about i mean i've got a couple of kids and we're out in the back garden and i'm throwing a rugby ball about with them but it's it's not the same they're six and four they pass as well as some of our guys but <laughs> <laughs> I forgot your recording. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was so good getting down. I won't forget, though. I won't forget. Just, <laughs> just having the crack. Um, yes, it's socially distanced, but just being amongst them all and having a laugh and doing your fitness and that, what a difference. Like Suzanne said, especially over Christmas and that, over the winter, it, it was really tough. Um, we had Clarkie's rugby school. We had... Uh, Sam doing his, his zooms on the Wednesday as well for the coaches, um, but it was difficult. Like you just feel trapped in your house all the time, trying to work out. When, like Suzanne said, she's got her son Cami running around. I've got the kids running around, trying to find time to do it. Whereas, you know, I mean, you just know Tuesday, Thursday, I'm out of the house, I'm doing rugby, get to see everyone. Jobs good in. Matt, you make it sound like Cami. Is like six. My son's <laughs> twenty-three. <laughs> he still gets in your way though. Gets under your feet all the time. Well, yeah, because he's a big muckle lump. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
I think that was the biggest thing for us as a club was, you know, there's other clubs in the area that haven't gone back to training um, because they don't really feel that they need to or anything. But I think we as a club decided that it was, it was just for social interaction. You just had to get people back, you Absolutely. know, regardless of what rugby looked like at the time. It was a case of just let's just get them back so they're in a group and and you can actually physically check if someone's okay if you if you eyeball them rather than just having a Zoom call. You know, I've been. I've been getting ready since three o'clock, so I look amazing. So like, but you can actually, you can never tell, you can never actually tell until you see something. So you have to go. To, so that side of things is really, really important for us. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, so Sam, sort of in your director of rugby position, where do you see the club heading in the sort of the short term, short to medium term? So yeah, short short term is just a case of getting everybody back ensuring that it's it's safe in a fun environment that all our coaches are creating and um, the serious inverted commas stuff can come later when we've got games you know i think and um, that's that's a real main focus in trying to re-engage with the wider members as well because there'll be people who, who revolve their saturdays around coming down to the club so yeah, trying sure. to touch base with the older members as well to ensure that everything's okay there and um, you know that's really important and then through in the medium term so probably in the, in the next three months or so maybe with a selfish kind of hat on um, would be to to recruit members that are not doing sport because you're going to have a lot of people that play netball maybe play organized indoor sport and they won't see anything for a while so the crossover we can maybe get from from there is is, is, is really quite high so looking at that as a potential avenue um in the medium do you have, term. Do you have a plan for that have you got any ideas so, of what you're going to do so it's it's kind of pie in the sky stuff just now because we don't know what we can do when realistically. But I think that the, the big thing for me was trying to get a women and girls touch tournament uh, through the summer. Um, you know, we looked at I think uh, Tartan Touch was mentioned previously, which is I think an initiative set up by Scottish Rugby to get anybody and everybody down. So. Um, Again, with the management side of things, it would look like we would just try and get a women and girls, you know, touch session. So from girls who are 16 upwards and just get them down and showing them what the club's about um, would be a big, big thing. And then recruitment wise, again, I think for me, I, in an ideal world, if we could do would be to kind of put on tackle clinics for, for youngsters for because you'll have kids that have missed out on that really important age of a year of tackling and then totally missed out. So, yeah. again, providing coaches a CPD opportunity to come along and understand how to coach a tackle, because you'll, you'll have coaches that don't know. So, you know, doing that in the decent weather when it's, again, when I say decent, it's nine degrees and we're all wearing shorts and T-shirts, you know, so... And it was snowing you know, yesterday. Exactly. So, <laughs> we Pub, pubs opened in England this morning and that's snow. <laughs> snow. All day. It's amazing what you'll do for a pint, you know. So, but like, yeah, just capitalising on the drier weather um, and making the most of it in the, in the safest way we can. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but the, 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 last, the last question we ask everybody is for to give us one hope and one fear, uh, either for the club or, or for the sport as a whole. Uh, over the next you know, next few months. Um, so we'll go around the table. Uh, Suzanne, have you got a, a hope uh, and a so fear? My, my hope is that the momentum that we built in the 2019 season continues and isn't affected too badly because of COVID. As Sam said there, it's like, you know, building the women's and the girls' section, 
bringing those people in and just building the numbers. That's that's my hope. Um, my fear is is a personal fear, um, and that is that um, the women's section have been um, registered to play at the Dundee City Sevens tournament, and my fear is that they're going to ask me to play. I am a prop. I play well with 14 other people on the pitch. I do not play well with six other people on the pitch. There's too much room. So that is my fear at the moment. So That's yeah. superb, superb. Thank you. Uh, and Matt? Um, so hopefully we get in the next few months, we just continue as we're going. Um, the restrictions lift, we get back to playing some sort of rugby, whether it's competitive point-based league or if it's just not really friendly that fast games. Beast. I'm not yeah, really that fast, to be honest. We just all want to back up and pitch. Another lockdown. Oh, my um, battery's running out. Really yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> as long as we're vaccinated and all that, then following all the guidelines and stuff, and as long as everyone else is as well, then we should keep moving forward and get to play rugby something this year. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Thank you. Uh, uh, Matt, uh, sorry, Sam, we'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt and Sam. Uh, finally. <laughs> uh, my hope is that I hope coaches and players get rewarded for their hard work and uh, that's my big hope um, and my fear is probably a personal one of, of not doing enough or not done enough to prepare them as best we can so just just working as hard as i can to ensure that that's not the case thanks sam uh thanks everybody um some really good uh hopes and fears there and um so yeah so it's been great to chat to you and um it's you know it's been really great to find out what what the situation is up in Scotland and the situation is with with your club. Uh, uh, it sounds great and hope it keeps moving forward whenever whenever it can. Um, I look forward to coming up for a beer at some point uh, in the not too distant not too distant future. <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for joining us. <laughs> um, go to rugby store, uh, get the ten percent off. FYB pod, it's a, it's a long ticker if you're watching. It's in the description if you're listening. Uh, Suzanne, Matt and Sam, thank you very much for joining us and uh, we'll see you all again soon. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks Cheers. very much. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you to Sam, Matt and Suzanne for joining me on this show. And thank you to Rugby Store for supporting our show. Visit rugbystore.co.uk and use the promo code FYBPOD for 10% off anything in store. Thank you for listening to the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable. My name's Sean Phelan and we'll see you next week. <laughs>